Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Hello everyone, Charles Watts here. Welcome to another edition of Inside Arsenal. It is Wednesday. I hope wherever you're watching or listening to this episode around this world of ours, you are having a very, very good day. Arsenal, of course, finishing their Champions League group stage campaign last night in Holland with that 1-1 draw against PSV. I did do my player ratings after the game. If you haven't seen them yet, if you haven't seen the video that I recorded, then I will run through them a little bit later on in today's show. We'll look a lot more in depth at what happened last night, look at what Mikel Arteta's had to say, we'll go over some of the big talking points from the game as well. Really successful Champions League group stage campaign for Arsenal, finishing top of the group. We already knew that before last night's game, but putting the rubber stamp on it with that draw in Holland. And it was a decent draw as well. So let's get started, shall we? Well, like I said, it was a very decent night, I thought, for Arsenal. Mikel Arteta taking the opportunity, as we all thought he would, to make wholesale changes to his side ahead of this weekend's game against Brighton in the Premier League, with qualification through his group winners already secured. He was always going to make changes. He did stick with Gabriel and William Saliba as the two centre-backs, which was somewhat of a surprise, I have to admit. I didn't. I thought one of them would play. I thought that would probably be Gabriel and that Saliba would be um, on the bench, but he went with both potentially to, I don't know, just shore things up, give Arsenal that solidarity without the likes of Declan Rice in front in front of the centre-backs. Maybe Mikel just wanted to play his best two centre-backs to keep things tight. And we all know, as I said in yesterday's show, obviously I predicted there'd be a lot of changes. I thought Raul Waters would probably start. He didn't, but I did say I wouldn't be at all surprised if Mikel went stronger than we thought, because let's face it, we've been watching this Arsenal team under Mikel for a lot of years now. And he always goes strong in these games that we expect him to make big, big changes. He tends to go stronger than we all expected. And he did that last night with his starting eleven with Gabriel and Saliba, both starting Kai Havertz with the other player, of course, who kept his place from the team that lost to Aston Villa at the weekend. And look, PSV started very, very well. They're a team 
full of confidence. They made some changes as well. They won 15 games in a row in the Dutch league this season. Incredible start to the season. 15 played, 15 won. The only defeat they'd suffered was that defeat at Arsenal earlier on in the group stage campaign. And they came flying out of the blocks, played some really good counter-attacking football. I have to say, looked like they were going to score early on when really good breakaway move ended with Bakayoko, who was a threat all night. Looks real talent, that Bakayoko. Got in down the right, crossed the ball in. Looked like there was going to be a tap-in. Brilliant tackle from Saliba to stop that opportunity. The ball then broke for another PSV player who you thought was just going to tap it in uh, for 1-0. And somehow Gabriel got his foot out, blocked it, and it deflected over for a corner. So Arsenal survived one there, and they survived a couple of other nervy moments in that first 20 minutes as PSV really started to push forward and go for the lead. But I did think as the first half wore on, Arsenal grew into the game. I thought Jorginho was really important to that. I think he started to get a lot of control in the midfield. Jorginho, I thought Mohamed Elneny as well, showed some real energy in that midfield. And and it turned into a really decent first half. In fact, the whole game, I thought, was a really good game. For a dead rubber, and this was the ultimate dead rubber with both teams having already gone through and both teams already knowing their position in the group. I thought it was a really competitive, exciting game with chances at both ends. And the last 20 minutes of the first half, I thought Arsenal did really, really well. They grew into the game. As I said, Elneny was playing well. Reese Nelson was playing well down the right-hand side. Whenever he got the ball, he looked to make something happen. You always thought he was a threat. And if Arsenal were going to do something and really threaten the PSV goal, it would probably come from Reese Nelson. And that's exactly what happened. Nice little move with Nelson down the right-hand side, linking up with Cedric, who I thought had a decent first half, Cedric, uh, especially given his lack of game time this season. Got him down the right, ball fed into Nketiah, lovely touch by Nketiah, great finish, left foot through the legs of the defender, in off the post, 1-0 Arsenal. Really good goal, really impressive goal. First goal in the Champions League for Nketiah, so another big moment for him, and he took it really, really well. And I thought Arsenal played well in the, that, that final sort of 20 minutes of the first half. thought they ended the game, ended the half in control of things, and Mikel Arteta would have been really, really happy with what his side had done. Second half, it started badly. PSV got the equaliser pretty early on. It was a weird goal. I've watched it lots of times. And I think Cedric's obviously very far out of position, but it's just a ball over the top and it looks like Saliba's going to clear it. So there wasn't really any sort of panic station. No one was busting a gut to get back, but Saliba just really uncharacteristically sort of misjudged the ball, the flight of the ball. We went to intercept it. He missed it. The ball went through and suddenly there was just so much space for PSV run into. They did and they played it really, really well from that point. It was a brilliant finish. Um, I've forgotten the guy's name now. He scored it. It was a brilliant finish, curled in. It was very similar. Kind of reminded me of the Lons game earlier in the season in Lons when Arsenal didn't give Lons too many opportunities, but the opportunities they had, they took them so, so well. Just two brilliant finishes. And I thought that finish last night was fantastic. Both goals, actually, really good finishes, both going in off the same inside of the same post. Um, and it was 1-1. You thought, oh, God, this could be a really long second half now for Arsenal with PSV getting their tails up early on. But again, I thought Arsenal grew into the half. Both teams could have won it. There were chances at either end. PSV hit the post. Good save from Aaron Ramsdale, actually. Shot that deflected off Declan Rice. Ramsdale got his fingertips to it and put it onto the post. Whether it would have still hit the post if he hadn't got his fingertips, I'm not sure. But it was really good sort of reaction. Stopped by Ramsdale, who I thought had a really good night. Um, and then at the other end, Arsenal had some opportunities as well. None better than Leandro Trossard right at the end. Basically, the last kick of the game when he... Um, Cut inside, really nice little flick to beat his man and he should have scored, but he put his shot straight at the goalkeeper. Keeper saved it and the full-time whistle went a couple of seconds after that to bring the curtain down on um, Arsenal's Champions League group stage campaign. And it's been a really, really good one. And I thought this was a decent performance. Given Arsenal made so many changes, some players needed to take their opportunity. Reese Nelson did that. And we'll talk about him a little bit later on in the show. I thought he had a really bright game, Reese Nelson, for Eddie Nketiah. 
You know, his goal was, it's just what you want to see from Inketi. You know, he's such a sharp finisher. He does come alive in and around the penalty area. That is his strength. We know that on the whole, you know, largely it was quite a frustrating night for him. He had his back to goal a lot of the time. And sometimes his touch was off. Sometimes it was good. But it was it was a kind of mixed night. But when he did get that opportunity, when he really did sort of face the goal, receive the ball while he's facing the goal, he just, you know, he showed what a good striker he is. Really good touch and just a lovely finish for him. And, you know, first Champions League goal is a big moment for Eddie Nketiah. I think it's his sixth of the season now. Five of those have come when he starts, you know, which, you know, paints a picture of where he's more threatening is when he does start games. And it's not rocket science, is it? You spend more minutes on the pitch, you've got more chances of scoring a goal. And, um, I think one thing Eddie needs to try and do if he can, and it's hard, is just make more impact when he comes off the bench. It's something we've spoken about before. But look, good moment for him. He took his goal well. Him, Reese Nelson, Mohamed Elneny, um, Aaron Ramsdale. I thought all of those players who came in from the cold pretty much had good games and played well. Even Cedric Suarez, to give him credit, I thought had a good first half. Yes, he was out of position for the goal. But again, I think a large chunk of that was the fact that everyone was expecting Saliba to get the ball. But on the whole, I thought Cedric had a good game. Uh, and the two centre-backs played well as well, but you would expect that with Saliba and Gabriel. So Mikel's thoughts on the game. He said, yeah, top match. We made eight changes. There were good moments. There were moments we lacked that cohesion and timings, especially in the way we pressed against a really good side. When you don't get the timings right, you have to defend awkward spaces. And we had to do that a few times tonight, which could have cost us the game. But the reality is we had some good moments as well. I'm really happy with the attitude and behaviour of every single player, how they tried. And in the end, we could have won it with the chance of Leo and the goal that was disallowed. Yeah, Arsenal did have that goal that was disallowed, actually, um, which was a weird one because Kivior scored it and headed it in, but obviously he wasn't the player who was offside when the free kick came in from Martin Odegaard. It was um, Gabriel who was a judge to be offside. And that, you know, it was, it was, but I do think Gabriel was influencing the game. You know, he's going for the ball. He goes for the head. He's right behind Kivior. The keeper comes out. He clatters into Gabriel in the end. So I think it was the right decision, even though it's Kivior scored and he was on side. I think that you could, it was very hard to say that Gabriel wasn't influencing, influence, influencing the play. And when that ball came in, I think Arsenal can have a few complaints. And yeah, like Mikel said, there was that big chance with Leandro Trossard. I think it would have been a little bit harsh on PSV if Arsenal had won that game. I think a draw was probably the fair result. Obviously, there's been a lot of talk since the game and during the game. And I've said it as well. I said on social media, I couldn't understand the substitutions in the second half. They just felt like such an unnecessary risk. You know, the players who came on, Declan Rice coming on, Martin Odegaard coming on, Gabriel Jesus coming on right at the end, Smith Rowe and Ben White. You know, some of those I just looked at, I think, why are you doing this, Mikel? The game, it doesn't really matter. It's 1-1. Yes, you might go on and lose the game, but in the grand scheme of things, does it really matter? You're risking some players. You've already got started Saliba and Gabriel. You know, the worst thing that could happen last night was if Declan Rice had got injured when he came on. And I, I know and I get it. And people have been saying to me on social media, oh, you're not the manager. Good job. You're not the manager. Mikel knows what he's doing. And of course, he knows what he's doing. He knows better than me. I'm not saying that. But just from my point of view, I just still won't. I still just don't understand the subs. I just think it was such a risk to bring someone on as important as Declan Rice and Martin Odegaard in that game. But it is Mikel Arteta, it's what he does. He wants to win every game. And I just thought it was a shame, you know, especially you look at that last, right at the end, the substitutions that came on. Obviously, Smith-Rowe, that was important. You've got to get Smith-Rowe and get some minutes. It would have been nice for Smith-Rowe to get a few other minutes, but Mikel did explain um, that. And I'll go over these, and, and uh, yeah, he explained that in the comments I'll go over in a second. But 
you know, you brought Jesus on in 87th minute. I mean, what do you learn from that? What's that going to do? What does that mean for Gabriel Jesus? Nothing, absolutely nothing. But if you bring on a Wanieri or you bring on a Walters or a, a Sosa for those final few minutes, it means everything to them. It's their Champions League debut. And it just shows a little bit to other younger players like, oh, there's a chance here. Look, they've got on. They're playing in the Champions League. We can carry on. We we keep going. There's always a chance for us to get in there. You know, and it's not I don't think it's not a pity substitution or anything like that. I think sometimes you need to show that that pathway is there. And Mikel had a great opportunity to do that yesterday and he didn't take it. And it's just it was just a bit of a shame, I thought, you know, and I can. Yeah, I can understand some of the subs in a way of like he wants to win the game. It doesn't matter who they're playing, what the situation is. He wants to win the game. That's what Mikel Arteta is all about. So you can people will say that and I can kind of get that argument. But the Jesus one I just thought was weird, you know, 87th minute. The game is literally petering out for the last few minutes. What does Jesus, what do you learn from that? What What's Jesus going to, what does that mean to Jesus? Absolutely nothing, but it would have meant everything to one of those three youngsters who were sitting on the bench who had made that trip. But Mikel explained it afterwards when he was asked why younger players didn't feature. He said, I don't think it was the right context, mate. In eight changes to already throw them in there against a team that hasn't lost here in almost two years. I didn't think it was the right moment. And I went on to wait to see how the game developed, but it was too much for them. And as well, we had three little issues. We had to make the subs. And then we had no room because we really wanted to play a game as well. On Jesus and Smith Rowe coming on late, and if there's a temptation to bring on the youngsters, he said, Emil, we wanted to play him a little bit earlier. We were waiting because we had two players with niggles. I was asking them if they could continue. I was hesitant to make the change too early and then have six or seven minutes with 10 men. On the experience of the younger players being around the team, even though they didn't come on, he said, great, they've been around the game and they are very used to it now. Um, now and the Smith Rowe one, as I said, I can totally understand. It would have been good to see Smith Rowe get more minutes. You know, sort of give him 20 minutes at the end. But Reese Nelson was carrying a little sort of a knock and Mikel wanted to see how that went on. And I think, you know, and then he obviously went off of a hamstring injury. So I can I, I can get that. But it's just the Jesus one of all of them. The Jesus one, I just thought that was a, that was a big opportunity miss there. Just to give someone six or seven minutes at the end of the game to just have a big moment and to show everyone else, everyone in the academy that, this is what you can achieve. It was a, uh, yeah, to me, and it's just my opinion, of course, it just felt like a little bit of an opportunity missed there by Mikel Arteta, but interested to get your thoughts nonetheless down below. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. So yeah, Reese Nelson took his opportunity and he took it very, very well. Big big, um, big moment for him with the assist. 
for Eddie in the goal. I think that's the first time that two Englishmen have assisted for Arsenal in the Champions League for about nine years, I think. And James Benj dug out a stat that it was the first time that two academy players had assisted each other at Arsenal in the European Cup or Champions League since the Benfica game way back in 91 when um, I think it was Kevin Campbell set up, set up, was it, it was Kevin? No, it was Mickey Thomas. One of them set up uh, Kevin Campbell for the goal in the 1-1 draw at the Stadium of Light uh, that my dad was at actually that game. Um, Mikel, I mean, Reese said, I think my performance was good. I played with a smile on my face. That's the main thing for me. I think I could show my quality in a lot of different ways. It's been a long time since I've played from the start, especially in the Champions League. It's a beautiful, beautiful occasion and I haven't played in a long time. So for me, if I can just keep staying injury free, that's one of my main things I said at the start of the season. If I can stay injury free, being free with my movements and when I play, I have a smile on my face. I'm sure I can do a great job. And he did do a great job. That's what you want when you give opportunities to these sort of players and you make the amount of changes that Mikel Arteta made. You want to see the players who come in sort of put their hand up and say, look, I can do a job here. I can impress when you give them my opportunity. And Reese Nelson certainly done that last night. And, um, you know, hopefully that leads to more opportunities for him because I felt like he could have come on earlier, Reese, against Aston Villa. I just feel he's been a little bit underused this season so far by Arteta. He's a real talent, Reese. When he's on it, he does cause team problems. And he showed that at the end of last season. He made a big impact in certain games. I just feel he's been a little bit underused by Mikel so far this season. And what I saw last night, you know, I, it makes me feel like that even more. It was a it was a good performance from him. And he sort of, yeah, it's exactly what you want to see from, um, uh, from players when they are given an opportunity to impress. Just looking at some of the... Um, some comments here. I, I haven't put them on the slides, actually. I totally forgot to do that before I started the show. So apologies for that. But I'm looking through some of the comments and questions from you guys. Stolcher says here to me, Nelson was great. And this was in Ketia's best ever game. His first touch flicks, hold up and the goal. Trossard was awful, he said, which begs the question is Arteta trying to find a way to make at least one of the players look really, really bad in every single season. Uh, no, not at all. It's just Trossard didn't have a very good game. I felt Trossard needed to play more centrally. Um, when he plays out on the left, and especially when he plays in that sort of similar role to Gabriel Martinelli, he's just not, he doesn't have the threat of Martinelli because he doesn't have the pace. When he hugs the touchline, he's just not that much of a threat. Trossard's at his best when he's operating centrally. We saw that last night when he came in and he created that chance for himself right at the end. Um, when he's in that central area, he just comes a lot more alive. Sometimes when he's on the left-hand side and he's hugging the touchline, he just feels a little bit like he's on the fringes of things. Um there's another one here says, not sure why we decided to bring on Jesus for three minutes last night. Arteta won't get more chances this season for the youngsters to get first team minutes. Love the gaffer, but his management of youth level players feels harsh. Yeah, I think a lot of people feel the same way as that. And, you know, a lot of people are looking at Arteta and thinking, why don't you show that youth players can come on? Well, I think you've got to remember on some of them, they're very, very young. Obviously, Wanieri is 16 years old. I mean, you don't see many 16-year-old players in the Champions League. But I think there was an opportunity last night, as well as Cedric played. And I thought he did all right. It's like, what are you going to learn from that? This is Cedric Suarez. He's going to be leaving at the end of the season. You're barely, he's barely going to play between now and the end of the season. We know he's going to go. So what's why, why don't you just try Real Walters there? Even if he struggles more than the experienced Cedric, at least it's a young player who you're hoping you're going to keep at the club and might well have a future at this club. So surely you're going to learn a lot more and Walters is going to benefit a lot more from playing that game than Cedric Suarez. So it was, um, yeah, I just felt like, that was a missed opportunity. And lots of you, Steve Wilson says, disappointed that none of the youngsters got a chance, even for a few minutes uh, at the end. Um, you know, lots of people say, saying the same sort of things, looking uh, looking through them. 
Uh, Vet Paris says, hi, Charles. I think Trossard's an incredibly talented player, but he has struggled to make an impact on the left, both at Villa and PSV. I much prefer him centrally. Has uh, probably played his best, few season, uh, best football this season as a false nine. I think Martinelli's Saka give our players some directness and their pace creates space for our midfielders and defenders. Worried by the runs in behind. Green Nelson had a decent game, especially since the narrative is being that he hasn't been effective on the right. Would like to Arteta. Would like to see Arteta use him more. And there's lots of you uh, saying that. Um, one here from Odril's. I can't even pronounce that name. Apologies. It looks like Odril. Uh, it says Kivior scored the header. Why was it offside? And as I explained earlier, I think it was just because Gabriel was deemed to be influenced in play when he was there. And I think it was the right decision. I think it would have been very harsh on PSV had that goal been disallowed. They played a very good high line from that free kick. They caught Gabriel offside and he did go for the ball. He was right behind Kivior. The key was right in front of the goalkeeper. I think you have to say there that he was interfering with play. So there's the Champions League group table. Final standings for you. Looks very pretty from an Arsenal point of view. 12 points win the, um, sorry, 13 points win the top, uh, win the table by, win the league by four points over PSV, who also qualify as runners up. You look at the goal difference there. Arsenal with plus 12, everyone else in the minus. You know, just that one little blip for Arsenal away at Lons in a game they probably shouldn't have lost. Good game by Lons, took their chances well, but Arsenal had some big opportunities, but um, didn't matter. At the end, Arsenal cruising through to the knockout rounds. The draw is on Monday. Of course, the final games being played tonight. No Manchester United in that. No Manchester United in Europe at all. They crashed out in amazing style last night. Losing to Bayern Munich. Copenhagen winning in their game against Galatasaray. Copenhagen going through as runners-up. Could be the team that Arsenal faces. We shall wait and see in the draw. Manchester United finishing bottom of the group. Ten Hag's miserable season continues, uh, which I say struggling to keep a smile off my face. All right, let's go through some player ratings now. I'll just rattle through these because I did do the show last night going uh, over my ratings. But yeah, Ramsdale, I gave an eight. I thought he played very, very well. Did everything he had to do. He made a couple of good stops, especially that one in the second half, which he tips onto the post. So he gets an eight. Cedric a seven. Saliba and Gabriel. I gave Saliba seven, Gabriel eight. Um, both of them made a couple of errors. I thought Gabriel was really, really good, but he made that one error right at the end when he misjudged it and the guy went through and dragged his shot wide at the far post. But I thought he had a really strong display, Gabriel. So I gave him an eight. Kivior, I gave a six. Um, didn't really, actually, did, he, had, he missed that chance after Trossard had had his shot saved. It rebounded back and Kivior put it over. But he didn't really offer too much of a threat down that left-hand side and he was given a really tough time by Bakayoko. As I said, he looked like a real talent, Bakayoko. Stuck to his game Kivior he tried you know he didn't go into a shell by any means and he had a couple of decent moments but I gave him a six Jorginho I gave a seven Elneny I gave a seven hopefully that injury isn't too bad Mikel did confirm afterwards in his press conference that Elneny felt something I was hoping it was cramp initially but it looks like some sort of hamstring injury for Elneny Havertz I gave a seven Reese man of the match gave him an eight Inketia I gave a seven Trossard a six um substitutes who came on you know Rice Odegaard White gave a six didn't really mark him up or down just started on a six and stayed there Smith Rowan Jesus, I didn't give a mark because they're only on for a couple of minutes. As good as it was to see Emil Smith-Rowe on the pitch once again for Arsenal. All right, that's it from me. Thank you very much for watching, everyone. Appreciate your time. As always, I'll be back tomorrow as we really start to gear towards that game against Brighton. Sounds like we might be hearing the result of Mikel Arteta's FA charge today. They've finally come up with a decision by the sounds of it after about five or six weeks of keeping everyone waiting. So we reacting to that if we do indeed hear the news on that and like i said also looking forward to that game against brighton at the weekend have a very good day everyone i'll speak to you soon
Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 